0: This afternoon we invite you once again to the book of Matthew chapter 9, the book of Matthew chapter 9, we'll once again read the whole passage, our main focus will be upon that of verses 10 through 13 uh, tonight, Matthew chapter 9 (coughs) and beginning with verse number 9. And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew, sitting at the receipt of custom. And he saith unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, why eat your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that he said unto them, They that behold, he said, he said unto them, They that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of these verses once again uh, this day. This afternoon, as we continue on with that of our study, uh, we want to continue with verses 10 through 13. But this morning, we covered verse number 9. And in that verse, we had as our subject a man named Matthew. And we have uh, that of the call of Matthew by the Lord to come and to follow uh, him. Uh, We learned that Matthew was a tax collector uh, this morning and a sinner, the vilest of the vilest. Uh, He was one that was a great sinner uh, in the eyes of the Jews. Uh, But Jesus, he came and he called him. He came and he called him. This afternoon, as we look at the verses before us, we're going to see that Matthew's not the only one. We're going to see that Matthew, the public and the sinner, is not the only one that Jesus receives. Jesus receives sinners. Jesus receives sinners. In the old hymn that we used to sing here, uh, we do still occasionally. It goes like this: Sinner Jesus will receive. Sound this word of grace to all, who the heavenly pathway lead, all who linger, all who fall. Sing it o'er and o'er again. Christ receives sin for men. Jesus came for sinners. And it's sinners that Jesus saves. Now in the count before us, in verse number 10, it reads, And it came to pass, as Jesus set at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with Him and His disciples. We draw your attention first of all to the first phrase there in verse number 10. We're told, And it came to pass. Just like we read up in verse number 9, it says, and as Jesus passed forth from thence, We see a progression that is taking place here. Uh, And the progression here in that of the the particular passage that that we're in, is a progression from that of the call of Matthew to that of a different scene. A different picture. It came to pass as Jesus sat at meat in the house. Now, the question that rises here, first of all, is whose house? Whose house was Jesus sitting in? We're not told here immediately. It says it came to pass as Jesus sat at meat in the house. But if we look over in that of Another gospel in Luke chapter 5, and in verse 27, it says, And after these things, that is, after the call of Matthew, after these things he went forth and saw a publican named Levi (coughs) sitting at the receipt of custom, and he said unto him, Follow me. And he left all, rose up, and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his own house. After the healing of the sick of the palsy, that of the call to Matthew to follow him, we see that Jesus went to that of Matthew's house or Levi's house. Luke Luke gives us additional name for Matthew, and that name is uh, that of Levi uh, there. Now, First of all, we have Jesus coming to where Matthew is and calling him to follow him. And next, we find him evidently invited by that of Matthew to that of his house. And we find Jesus, he he comes to that of Matthew's house. He comes into Matthew's house, he sits down along with that of his disciples. Now, we're told here that there was a great feast that Matthew made. In Matthew, it says, And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house. But in Luke's account, it reads, I made him a great feast in his own house. Now, Matthew's life had been changed. He was grateful unto the Lord for calling him, for working in that of his life. And so Matthew, he wanted to honor the Lord, as we would say here. And in honor of the Lord, he made this great feast. Now, that tells us several things. It tells us, first of all, that Matthew... (coughs) Was wealthy. He was a tax collector and he was one that was a wealthy tax collector. He had gotten his wealth, most likely like all of the other tax collectors, out of taking more than what was rightfully his or what he rightfully should have taken. But he uses that of his wealth here to make a great feast for the Lord and in so doing, honoring that of Jesus here. But not only are we told that Jesus comes to his house, he enters in, he sits down, and uh, Matthew has made a great feast, but we're told that he eats there in the house. But Luke gives us another statement. We're told in that of Matthew chapter 9 that there were that of publicans and sinners. We're told there was many publicans and sinners that came into that house. But over in Luke, we're told that there was a great company. Levi made him a great feast in his own house and there was a great company of publicans and of others that sat down with them. That of publicans and others. In other words, there were additional tax collectors who came with that of Jesus and the disciples to that of the feast here. They were invited, most likely invited by that of Matthew. Uh, Luke doesn't tell us that there were sinners. He speaks of publicans, but uh, as we look at the other two accounts, the word that is uh, (coughs) predominant is that of uh, sinners. Now we said this morning uh, in, in passing that Publicans were considered to be amongst that of the very mo type of people. They were considered to be vile, uh, and they were in the eyes of that of the Jews. But they were also classified along with that of sinners or other sinners. They were a class within that of many classes that amounted to that of what was being spoken of here when it says that of sinners. So uh, there was all kinds of sinners that came into uh, the house of Matthew and sat down with Jesus here at this great uh, feast. And you can imagine, you can imagine the talk, You can imagine the talk that went on. And you can imagine the criticism. And that's what we have next. Here we have the scene. We have Zacchaeus. Or not Zacchaeus. We have Matthew. He's giving a great feast for that of the Lord. It's in honor of him for what the Lord had done in his life. It changed his life. Uh, and... Uh, Publicans and sinners were invited. They were there in the house. They were enjoying uh, that of the feast that Matthew uh, had made, uh, and made in particular for the Word. That's, that's the first scene. The next scene that we have is a scene which pictures that of the offense or those who were offended by what took place here. In verse number 11, it says, And when the Pharisees Saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eat your master with publicans and sinners? Now, if we look back over in Luke once again, we have some additional information uh, uh given to us. In verse number 30, it says, But the scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with publicans and sinners. Note here in that of Luke's account, and I believe it's only in Luke's account, that not only do we see that there were Pharisees, but there were those that were called also scribes. Now, the Pharisees, they were, of course, the ones that uh, were very diligent with regards to the keeping of the law. Uh, And uh, especially that of uh, going through that of the routines or that which the law uh, proclaimed ought to be done, uh, the rituals. And they thought because they did all of those things that they were, you know, righteous in the sight of God. Uh, even though they did things that were, of course, totally contrary to that of the law of God. Uh, I mean, they, they were religious and they went through that of the form. They went through that of the various rituals, so they were okay. Uh, the scribes, they were, of course, the ones that uh, worked in that of writing out the law, uh, taking care of uh, that of, uh, of the law, uh, and, of course, studying that of the law. So we have these two groups, very self-righteous uh, people uh, here. And we're told here that when they saw, when they saw, what did they see? Well, in Matthew's account, it says, And it came to pass, as Jesus sat in the, in the house when the publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the ph- Pharisees saw it, They said unto the disciples, why eat your master with publicans and sinners? Now, it appears here in Matthew, or it would appear, that the Pharisees and the scribes that they were also in the house and that they were actually looking upon that of Jesus and his disciples uh, and uh, uh, that of all of the sinners and publicans uh, around him and them partaking of that of the feast. You note here in Matthew's account that it says that they said unto his disciples that of the Lord's disciples they asked this question over in the Gospel of Luke we're told but the scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples saying Why do you eat and drink with publicans and sinners? In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, we have the other account uh, of this. And in verse 16, it says, And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drunketh with publicans and sinners? The Pharisees and the scribes would not have entered in to that of the house of Matthew. Lest they would have gotten defiled. They're standing out on the outside. And they're seeing all of these publicans and sinners, and they're they're seeing what is going on, uh, and they don't come directly to that of the Lord and ask Him why He is eating and drinking. They're, they are eating and drinking with these publicans and sinners, but they go to the disciples. We're told that they murmured or they grumbled. They grumbled at what they saw. They undoubtedly did not realize, we know for sure, who this was that was in that of their midst. They couldn't imagine doing what he did. They didn't want to have any part with that of the, publicans and sinners. Didn't want to even get near them unless they kind of rubbed off, so to speak. Beloved, we all have known people like this and have seen people like this, even in that of our lives. They're uppity up, they're self-righteous, they uh, don't want to have anything to do with those that are of the low level, so to speak. In The eyes of the world; those that are in need; those that are in help uh, that need help. Well, Jesus doesn't leave his disciples to fend for themselves. Here in Matthew chapter nine, it says, "But when Jesus heard, he said unto them, They that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick." But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In answer to the question that the Pharisees and the scribes uh, ask the disciples, Jesus answers them in three ways. First of all, in a logical way. Secondly, with truth. And lastly, with an announcement of that of his commission. First of all, let's look at that of the logic. It's found in verse number 12 here. It says, but when Jesus heard, (coughs) he said unto them, that is the Pharisees and the scribes, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. Now there's several things that we want to draw your attention to here in this first part of the answer that the Lord makes here to the Pharisees and scribes. First of all, in speaking in the manner in which he speaks, he's using that of an, an example to get his point across. And it's an illogical example. An example of logic. Those, those that are healthy, they don't meet that of a physician. But those who are sick, they're the ones. Those, those that are sick, they are the ones that need a physician. Where should the fish the physician go? Where should the physician be? Should he be out away from those that are sick and attempting to assist them? Or should he come to where they are and give them assistance? Try to heal them. Of course, the answer is, is the physician needs to be where the sick are. That's the first point that Jesus makes to that of the Pharisees and scribes. He says, the physician needs to be where the sick are. And in making this example, this example of logic, he is also presenting himself as that of the physician. And he's presenting that of the sinners and the publicans, the ones that as being the ones that are sick and the ones who are in need, the ones who know they have a need. Most people don't know that they are needy. Most people don't know that they are sinners. That they have a sickness that is a deadly sickness. The the Pharisees, they were self-righteous. They weren't sinners. They they, they were way above that of the sinners. They were separate from that of the sinners. So the first answer is, a part of the answer is, is the physician needs to be where the sick are. Those that are whole need not a physician. Those that are sick. <clears throat> the second part of the answer, Jesus uses that of a truth. Now, in verse number thirteen, the Lord He says, "But," and this is a but. Of contrast, because the Pharisees they had no understanding of that of their need, like the publicans and sinners did. He says, "But go ye, go ye, and learn what that meaneth." But go ye and learn what that meaneth. Now, this is a phrase that the Lord uses and in so doing, he is telling the Pharisees and scribes who think that they know that of the law of God, they know everything about it, uh, they know exactly how uh, to keep it, and and, and of course they do keep it uh, and everything. He's telling them, you need to go back to that of the law. You need to go back and you need to get your Bible out and look and do some searching. And then our Lord reaches back to that of the prophet Hosea. And he quotes from that of the prophet uh, Hosea. It's Hosea 6.6. 6, and here is how it reads. For I desired mercy and not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. You'll note know, in our text here, that Our Lord, He says, but go ye and learn what that means. That I will have mercy and not sacrifice. What Hosea says is, For I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Now, let's just stop here and make a comment about the first part of that of what Hosea actually said. I for I desire mercy and not sacrifice. The Lord instituted that of sacrifices. What is being said in Hosea chapter 6 and verse 6 is is that it is not that the Lord did not want the sacrifices to be offered. But what is being said here is, is above that of the sacrifices, far greater than that of the sacrifices is that of mercy. Mercy to those who are in need. And in the book of Hosea, Hosea is proclaiming that message to the people, that God is a God of mercy. And he's not concerned about that of the rituals. No, he's concerned about that of those who are in need and that of showing mercy to those who know that of the need. So secondly, the Lord tells these Pharisees and scribes, go back to the book. Go back to that of Hosea and learn what he was saying. Kind of a rebuke to the Pharisees and scribes because the Pharisees and scribes, they, as I said, went through that of the rituals and they thought they were okay. But they left that of what was the most important thing undone. That of showing mercy to those that were in need. And then the last part of the answer is found in the last part of verse number 13, which is that of the Lord's announcement of His commission. He says, For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Repentance. For I am not come to call the righteous. What did Jesus come for? Why did Jesus come? He didn't come for that of the self-righteous. Those that didn't think they had any need. The Pharisees and scribes, they didn't think they had any need. No, He came for those that knew what indeed they truly were. Sinners. Ones who had broken the law of God and who broke the law of God. He says, i am not come to call the righteous, but I've come to call sinners to repentance. To a change of mind and heart. To turn from that of their wicked ways and to come unto me and find mercy. Matthew he made this great feast he wanted to honor the Lord but he also wanted to do something else in giving this great feast and inviting the Lord to his house, he also along with inviting the Lord and his disciples to the house and putting this feast on, he also invited his friends who were publicans and sinners whom he wanted them to know Jesus. They wanted, he wanted them to know Jesus, the friend of sinners. The savior of sinners. The great physician. And he didn't care what the Pharisees and scribes thought. He cared for those that were. Those that he had been with. And He knew that they had the same need that He had. Alright. Let us stand and we'll have a word of prayer. i going to ask Brother Don, if He'll be using the closing word of prayer.
1: Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come again to Uh, Offer thanksgiving to Thee and to praise thy holy name. Lord, we uh, are so grateful uh, that You were willing to uh, pursue sinners, rebels, (coughs) those who were unclean, uh, that You were uh, willing to uh, walk with them, to dine with them, uh, or to be a physician, one who would heal, give them life, uh, or we are thankful that uh, you receive sinners, uh, or that uh, none who come to thee are turned away, but uh, the invitation goes forth, uh, the good news, uh, the uh, invitation to the feast is open, uh, Lord, we are so grateful for this. And Father, we uh, thank you for the grace you've given us, uh, giving us knowledge uh, of Thee in Christ, of His wonderful uh, work on, in our behalf, uh, His willingness to receive us. Uh, Lord, for our faith and the gift of repentance for all this, Lord, we offer thanks. Uh, or do help us to be uh, salt and light in this dark world. Help us to be unashamed. Uh, Lord, do you help us to uh, help others, uh, to invite others to uh, know Thee in Christ, uh, to speak of Thee uh, before this world. Lord, to give us uh, opportunity and uh, the wherewithal to, to do this. Father, again, we pray f- uh, for our families. May the gospel shine brightly. Uh, in their lives. Uh, or we do pray for the members of this church. Uh, Lord, we think of Carl. May you work in his heart. Get, grant him repentance and uh, faith unto life. Uh, Lord, we do pray for Stephen. Deliver, deliver him from addiction. <coughs> or may uh, you be pleased to save his soul. And then, Lord, for Luke, uh, or may you work. In his heart lord and all our loved ones uh, you know their hearts we pray that you call them to thyself and uh, grant them uh, repentance unto life now father do bless we pray our country where uh, you know the um, great political division and the uh, lawlessness um, that is so prevalent in our society uh, Lord, we pray that um, you would raise up uh, just, uh, wise, holy men, women, Lord, to lead us. Uh, Lord, you deliver us. We pray from the will of our enemies uh, and we continue to a quiet and peaceful life. Father, as we part, we uh, do pray that you would remember uh, Debbie's mother, Renee. Uh, your healing hand be upon her. Lord, bless the gospel to her heart. or uh, we'll give the family uh, grace uh, as they minister to her. Uh, and Father, we uh, do pray now that uh, you would be with us. May we know your fellowship. May the Holy Spirit uh, fill each of us. or may we uh, walk with thee throughout this coming week. Where we ask this all in the name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus.
0: Amen. Amen. (coughs) May the word bless you.